You're listening to the Radical Disruption Podcast with Maya Nicole, nursing student turned multi-six-figure online entrepreneur. Here we talk all things real and raw when it comes to entrepreneurship and what it really takes to get to the next level. Leave the small biz talk at the door and buckle up for the tangible, tactical, and actionable steps that will help guide you in building a disruptive business. Let's dive into the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Radical Disruption. This episode is part one of a three-part series on learning Instagram. And today I'm going to dive into the algorithm because there are a lot of misconceptions out there. And I just want to say that all of the information I share in this episode comes directly from Instagram itself or the head of Instagram, Adam Mossery. So this isn't my thoughts or my opinions. This is like actually how the algorithm works and what we actually know about the algorithm. So again, this is not speculation or anything like that. And I also just want to say that this episode is going to be a little bit dry. I'm not going to lie to you because the algorithm at the end of the day, it's a computer system and there's not really any way to spice things up with a computer system. But all the information I share is obviously very valuable and it's super good for you to know, not only as a consumer of content on Instagram, but also as a creator of content. So with all that being said, the first thing that I want to say is that there isn't one single algorithm. There are actually multiple algorithms on Instagram. There is an explore page algorithm, a story and feed algorithm, and a reels algorithm. So you need to know the strategies for each part of Instagram because they do work differently. And yes, there are, of course, similarities in terms of the algorithms in these different places between, you know, the explore page and reels and things like that. And and you'll hear that as I go throughout this episode. But also there are definitely some big distinctions that you need to make sure that you're looking out for if you're wanting to rank in these different algorithms. So let's start out with the feed and story algorithm. And these two things are grouped together, not because I grouped them together, but that's how Instagram groups it together when they go about explaining these different algorithms. So with feed and stories, you're going to see recent posts shared by people that you follow with the exception, of course, of advertisements or suggested posts specifically in your feed. But also with suggested posts, you also can mute those in your feed for up to 30 days at a time, which is actually kind of nice. So anytime I see a suggested post pops up on my feed, I immediately mute it because at least on my feed, I just see way too many suggested posts. And I also will sometimes like go through my feed when I have suggested posts on there and I'm like, wait, why am I following this person? And then I'm like, oh, wait, I'm not following them. This is just a suggested post. So to me, it's really annoying. So I every single time my suggested posts hit that 30 day like time frame or whatever and I start to see suggested posts again I just go in and I immediately mute them but all that being said just wanted to side note on that that you can actually mute those suggested posts you can't mute advertisements you can say like if you see an advertisement a few times specifically I've done this on stories where I've seen this advertisement like let's just say five times and I'm like okay obviously I'm not going to purchase from this person there's a little button that you can click in stories I want to say it's in the top right hand corner you can basically give feedback of like, this ad is like irrelevant to me, or I'm not interested or something along those lines. And then you won't see that ad anymore. But going back to the feed and stories algorithm. So this algorithm really looks at signals and uses those signals to determine which content you see first on your stories and in your feed. 
And these signals include four different things. And these, all of the algorithms that I'm going to run through, so the explore page and also the reels algorithm, they all have four main signals. And again, there's kind of overlapping between these four main signals, but there also are some key differentiations between these. And I'll recap on all of this. So I'm going to run through these signals and it might sound a little bit like a different language, but I'm going to recap and I'm going to really give it to you in like simple terms at the end. So just stick with me. I want to give it to you exactly how Instagram presents it so that you know exactly what the algorithm is all about, what's actually happening, but then I'm going to recap it so that it actually makes sense. So number one in terms of signals is information about the post. So this means how popular the post is, how many people have liked it, when it was posted, how the actual post, like in terms of format, was presented. So was it a reel? Was it a carousel post? Was it a story? And then also what location is attached to it. And I thought that that was actually pretty interesting as I was writing out my notes for this episode. I've obviously studied the algorithm many, many times, Um, not just many times, but like continually even. And that one really stuck out to me what location is attached to it. So making sure that you're really putting location tags on your post, that's actually really important to the algorithm. Number two, in terms of signals, is information about the person who posted the post. Posted the post. We're we're talking lots of posts today. (laughs) In terms of uh, words to count, that's your your, uh, word that you should be counting on this episode. Just kidding. It would be like probably more than 100 because of how many... (laughs) how many times that's mentioned. So number two in terms of signals, again, is information about the person who posted the post. This means like how many times people have interacted with that person in the past few weeks. Number three in terms of signals is your activity. So what posts you've liked in the past and how many posts you've liked just in general. And number four is your history of interacting with someone. So have you commented on each other's posts? Are you interested in seeing posts from that person? And there are some other things that don't necessarily come in in terms of these four main signals, but I still think are really important to know. So some other things to know about the algorithm. If you post something against community guidelines, it's not going to be shown to people. And community guidelines, it's you can literally look it up, look up Instagram community guidelines, And you can also see it inside of your settings on Instagram. I think under help in your settings on Instagram, if you're curious to know what actually is against community guidelines, you can go in there. And it's very common things, you know, like racist posts and um, anything that is like dangerous, things like that. that. I mean, most people aren't going to be like going against these community guidelines, but it is just good to know in general and just to keep in mind because if you do have a post that goes against community guidelines or even a story that goes against community guidelines, you'll be able to find that actually inside of your settings. So if you go to you know your profile on Instagram, you go to the top right-hand corner in that hamburger menu, you go to settings, and then I believe it's under account, and then you can go to account status. And under account status, if you see two green check marks, you're good to go. But if you don't see two green check marks, it probably means that you have basically gone against community guidelines in some sort of way. And it'll tell you right there what you did wrong and how you can go about fixing it. Or Instagram might have already fixed it by taking down your post. So that's kind of just something to keep in mind. Again, it's not something that I see a lot of times, but I have had that happen with a few students in the past and a few of my one-on-one clients. So just something good to know. Again, if it's against community guidelines, the algorithm's not going to show it to people. 
another thing to know is if you post something that is considered misinformation to Instagram, then your post will be taken down. So how do they decide what is misinformation? Good question. I don't really have a full answer on this, but what Instagram says is that they have a third-party fact checker that will kind of go through posts on Instagram and decide whether or not it is misinformation. And this is actually something new that I learned as I was going about writing out just different things that I needed to talk about inside of this episode was that they do take it down for misinformation. It's not something I hear about often, so I don't think it probably happens that often, but that is just something good to know. And also Instagram says if you post misinformation multiple times, they may make all of your content harder to find. I I don't want to like talk deeply about this because I am going to talk about this in part two of the Instagram series, which is shadow banning. But I do think that because things were so unclear on Instagram and Instagram really didn't come out and share any of this information up until pretty recently, honestly, we basically used the term shadow ban as this overarching term of a way to explain why certain things were happening on Instagram that we didn't know why they were actually happening. And this actually is a really great example of something that Instagram has came out and said of, you know, if you are posting misinformation and you're posting it multiple times, then we're going to make your content harder to find. And if you're going against community guidelines, your content's not going to be shown to people. And so this could kind of like fall under that, you know, what people would consider that shadow banning. They're not shadow banning you. It's one of these things, right? And obviously there are other things that could potentially, you know, come up that would restrict your reach and your engagement and things like that. But these are two things that I think previous to Instagram really coming out and speaking out about what actually is happening in the algorithm would have kind of fit underneath that shadow ban umbrella, if that makes sense. Other things to know, this is the last thing, is in your feed on Instagram, there are five main interactions that the algorithm looks at. Number one, how likely you are to spend a few seconds on the post. Number two, how likely you are to comment on the post. Number three, how likely you are to like the post. Number four, how likely you are to reshare the post. And lastly, how likely you are to tap on the profile. So to go to that person's Instagram account. And the more likely that you are to take actions, the more heavily the algorithm then will weigh that action and the higher up you'll see that post. So basically what that means is if you are someone who spends a lot of time on, let's just say, another person's piece of content, like you watch all of their reels start to finish, then you're going to see that post higher up in your feed, right? Because you're, you're taking action and you're more likely to interact with that person. So the algorithm is then going to show it to you higher up on your feed. So those are those five main interactions. But again, a lot of this is just like, what are we actually talking about? What does this actually mean to me as a content creator and a business owner? So that's what I want to break down is what does this actually mean for you? There are three really, I would say like big takeaways from this in terms of the feed and story algorithm. And again, I'm going to give you takeaways on each of these different algorithms and they're all different takeaways. But Specifically for the feed and stories algorithm, the three takeaways are number one, you want to try and keep people on your feed posts for as long as possible, which means that engaging hooks are really important to get people into that post. But then you also need to find a way to keep people engaged 
throughout that post, whether that is a carousel post or a reel, anything that is on your feed, even if it is a longer reel or even if it is a, a live video, all of those things are under this feed algorithm umbrella. So you really want to keep people on there as long as possible. And this also ties into your stories algorithm as well, because you want to keep people on your stories. If they're just swiping past or if they're exiting out of your stories, that's a negative signal to the algorithm. And it's going to then push that little story bubble farther and farther back in like what I consider your like your story feed. And what I mean by story feed is, you know, you have all those little bubbles at the top of your Instagram account where you can see people's stories. So if you're swiping out of people's stories and uh, exiting out or skipping past stories, like you're tapping past them really quickly, like you might have like consumed them, but not like really consumed them and, you know, spent a lot of time on the stories, then it's not giving the algorithm positive signals. It's not telling the algorithm, oh, I really like this content. I want to see more of it, right? It's telling the algorithm, I'm actually not really interested in this. So what is the algorithm then going to do? It might have been that first story bubble that pops up when you open up the Instagram app, but now it might go down to like the third. And then again, if you go through that story bubble, this person's story, and you're still, you know, swiping out of it or swiping past or skipping things, again, it's going to get moved back farther and farther and farther and farther. So the more time that you spend on someone's stories, the more likely that that story is to then show up at the very start of that little story bubble feed. And I would also say not just the amount of time that you spend, but also interactions, which is one of the other kind of takeaways that I wanted you to implement as a business owner, which is that stories really you need to focus on interactions not just the polls and the question boxes and things like that yeah that's important but like really getting people to direct message you and take that step off of your stories into a conversation with you is so 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 powerful and such a positive sign for the algorithm and that's going to then help you as the business owner as the content creator to show up you know, farther up on their story bubble, what I call their story bubble feed. So that is kind of that action that you want to really be thinking about is getting people to spend more time on your stories and getting them also to really interact with your stories as well. And the more that you can do that, the more that people are going to see your stories, the more your story views are going to climb. And yeah, that's the gist of it. And then the last takeaway from the feed and stories algorithm is that in your insights, as you're looking at your data, as you're looking at your analytics, I really want you to focus on comments, shares, and profile visits because those are really important signals for the algorithm. So when I ran you through those four main signals, the four main signals, the takeaway was comments, shares, and profile visits. So that's what I really want you to focus on in terms of your insights. So if you're tracking your insights, if you're looking at your insights, you're like, I don't really even know what to look at. Those are three really important things to look at in terms of your insights. All right, next is the explore page algorithm. So while stories and your feed is curated based off of who you follow, right? So you're not going to see anything on stories except for advertisements and, you know, suggested posts or on your feed of people that you don't follow. The explore page is a little bit different since it's accounts that you don't follow. So for the explore page, the algorithm looks at what posts you've liked, saved, and commented on in the past So for example, if you've liked posts about golden doodle dogs in the past, 
then you're more likely to see posts from other Golden Doodle accounts or just content in general that is showcasing Golden Doodles, even if the account isn't necessarily a Golden Doodle account. Maybe that's just a picture of a Golden Doodle and it's from like an influencer or a blogger or something. You're more likely to see that post because you interacted with a Golden Doodle post in the past. And once the algorithm has found a group of photos and videos that you might be interested in, they then get ordered on your explore page, so the ones that show up at the top versus the ones at the bottom, by how interested the algorithm thinks that you are in each of those posts. So it's very similar to feed and story rankings, where it's kind of the algorithm guessing what you're going to be most interested in. But it's not like a total guess of like, I'm just going to, you know, close my eyes and throw a dart at the wall and like hope it lands on the bullseye. Like it's not that kind of guessing. It's guessing based off of your past activities and what you've done in terms of content as a consumer in the past. So again, it's not totally random, but it is a little bit of guesswork, right? And and you might have experienced that on your explore page. I most definitely have before where, you know, I'll refresh my explore page or I'll even just go there at the beginning of a week or even just opening up my Instagram app and I'll look at my explore page and I'm like, wait, what? Like, how did some of these posts even get on here? And if you don't interact with those, you know, if you don't tap into them, if you don't interact with those posts, the algorithm is not going to most likely be showing you those posts again. It's oftentimes whatever you are interacting with, you're going to see more of that type of content. So for for an example of this, uh, the reason why I gave the example of Golden Doodle Dogs is because that's very much what my explore page looks like is just a bunch of dog accounts because that's what I am liking. That's what I'm saving. That's what I'm commenting. My mom and I, we literally just direct message back and forth on Instagram, just sending each other funny dog videos and funny dog posts. And so if I'm obviously interacting with that type of content, that's what the algorithm then knows to then show me on the explore page. So that's what my explore page looks like. But if I stopped, you know, interacting with that type of content, and maybe I started interacting with let's just say like interior design accounts or like home decor or something along those lines, then over time, probably not overnight, right? Even if I liked like 50 of those posts, probably not going to happen overnight. But over time, I'm going to start to see more of that type of content on my explore page. So you really do like as the consumer have the ability to kind of curate what you see on your explore page, as well as in like the reels tab too, which we'll get to that in just a minute. But The explore page algorithm looks at signals as well, and it uses those same signals, or not the same signals, but the signals I'll talk to you about in just a second, to determine which content you see on the explore page. And so there are four main signals again. These signals are a little bit different though. So number one, information about the post. This one is how popular it is, which is determined by how many and how quickly other people are liking, commenting, sharing, and saving a post. And these signals, according to Instagram, this is straight from Instagram, these signals mean a lot more in Explore than on feed or stories. So basically what that point just said is that in order to get on the Explore page, it's really important for a post to be popular in the sense of how many and how quickly other people are liking, commenting, sharing, and saving the post. And this signal, those signals, so how quickly and how many, are more important for your content to rank on the explore page than it is for your content on feed and stories to show up at the top of someone's feed or stories, if that makes sense. Hopefully it does. Number two, in terms of signals, your history of interacting with the person who posted the content. 
Instagram shared, quote, most likely the post was shared by someone that you've never heard of, but if you have interacted with them, that gives us a sense of how interested you might be in what they shared. So again, you might have interacted with them in the past. Like for example, if you're scrolling through the Reels tab and maybe you liked a post, but you didn't end up like clicking into that person's profile or following them, it's highly likely that you're probably going to see another piece of their content again in the future, right? Whether that's on the Reels tab again or whether that's on the Explore page. So if you interacted with them in the past, even if you haven't started following them, then you're more likely to see their content. Number three in terms of signals is your activity. So what posts you've liked in the past and how many posts you've liked. And number four is information about the person who posted. So these are signals like how many times you, wow, these are signals like how many times people have interacted with that post or with that person in the past to help find compelling content from a wide array of people. I'm reading this and obviously I cannot read. So good. Yeah, we're <laughs> we're doing good over here. This is not coming purely from memory in case you're wondering if I'm amazing. Yeah, no, no, this is not from memory. This is a, the, a bullet point list of important things that I need to make sure that I'm saying. So anyways, going back to number four is how many times you interacted with that person in the past. So again, if that person showed up on your explore page and you tapped into the piece of content, if you interacted with it in any way, even if you just consumed it, if you didn't like it, if you didn't comment, share, anything like that, even if you just swiped through that post, then it's oftentimes you're going to see content from other people who are like that creator that you engaged with on your explore page. So the algorithm also looks at content that may have affected the community guidelines because Instagram doesn't want to suggest content that might be offensive to you. So that's not necessarily one of the signals, but that's just something that's good to know is, again, kind of going back to that community guideline conversation. And I would also say Instagram didn't say this, but I would assume that the misinformation that I just talked about with the feed and stories algorithm kind of also plays into this too. But basically what this is saying is that if you have gone against community guidelines in any way, then your content is not going to most likely be showing up on the Explore page, specifically because the Explore page is content from people that you don't follow. And so Instagram doesn't want to show you something that might be offensive to you. And if you've broken community guidelines in any way, then your content is kind of like on a high alert list. I guess it would be a good way to say that. And they're not going to be showing it to just, you know, random people on the internet if you've broken community guidelines. And summary now with the Explore algorithm. So what does this mean for you as a content creator and business owner? Number one, make sure that your content is in line with community guidelines so that your content can be suggested on the Explore page. And number two, if you want your content to be shown on the Explore page, then you need to make sure that your community is engaging with your content or aka taking action, you know, those signals that we were just talking about. So this includes liking, saving, commenting, sharing, and not just engaging with your content though. This is really important. Not just engaging with it, but engaging with it right after it's posted is really, really, really important. And there are definitely other factors too that I would say play into ranking on the Explore page, but Again, this is, I'm just giving you the data straight from Instagram. I'm not going to, 
you know, give you any of like my thoughts or opinions or anything like that. This is just straight from Instagram. But I do, I do personally believe though that there are other factors that play into ranking on the Explore page. But these are the the main ones for sure. And I would say too, in terms of you know making sure that people are engaging with your content right after it's posted, kind of comes down to your posting time and really having that consistent posting time. So even though that isn't directly stated by Instagram, if you want your community to engage with your content right after it's posted, you know to really have the going back to signal number one which is determined by how many and how quickly other people are liking, commenting, saving, and sharing a post, then you need to make sure that, you know, you're posting at a time when people can actually engage with your post. So that's just a little side note there. Lastly, we have the Reels algorithm. So this is specific to Reels that show up on the Reels tab and not Reels that are from accounts that you follow. So if you follow someone and you're seeing their Reel, that is showing up or I guess the the algorithm that is in play there is the feed and story algorithm and not this Reels algorithm that I'm going to be talking about right now. So again, Reels from accounts that you follow will fit under the stories and feed algorithm. It's the Reels that show up on the Explore page or Reels that show up really under the Reels tab. That's what this algorithm is specifically for. So Since Reels on the Reels tab are from people who you don't follow, much like the Explore page algorithm, you will be shown Reels that the algorithm thinks that you might like, and then it's going to order those Reels order them. It sounds like you're like going to like McDonald's and you're like ordering a Reel. No, that's... (laughs) Can I have a Reel? Um, No, you're ordering the Reels or the algorithm is ordering the Reels depending on how interesting it thinks that that reel might be to you. So again, just based off of content that you've consumed in the past, how likely are you to then consume, you know, this specific reel? And then it kind of ranks it. So, you know, when you open up your reels tab, the very first one that you see is the one that the algorithm thinks that you're most likely to engage with. And then as you get farther down into the reels tab, let's just say you're scrolling for like five, 10 minutes, you're probably not getting a lot of like, content that like you might really engage with, the content that you really would would engage with or the algorithm thinks that you would engage with is going to be the things that you're you're seeing on the Reels tab or like earlier up on the Reels tabs, like when you're very first initially scrolling. And again, with the signals, there are four main signals, but for our Reels tab, it's a little bit different. So you have number one, your activity. So the algorithm looks at things like which Reels you've liked, commented on and engaged with in the past. And then those signals really help the algorithm to understand what content might be relevant to you. Again, kind of just coming back to that exact conversation of how those reels are going to be ordered on your reels tab. Number two in terms of signals is your history of interacting with a person who posted. So like on the explore page algorithm or just on the explore page in general, it's very likely that the video or the reel was made by someone that you've never heard of. But if you've interacted with that person in the past by even just watching their reel, even the, for the very first few seconds, then it gives the algorithm really sense of if you're going to be interested in seeing that content again in the future and also what other content you might be interested in seeing. So if you open up the reels tab, you might see a reel from someone that you have seen in the past, even if you don't follow them. Or something else that happens as well here is if you do watch that 
real, it tells the algorithm, okay, well, this person likes this type of content. So now other accounts that are similar to that one might also show up on your Reels tab too. Number three in terms of signals is information about the Reel. So these are signals about the content within the video, such as the audio that you're using, the understanding of like pixels. So making sure that, you know, it's really good content, high quality video, and that it's clear as well as popularity. And number four is information about the person who posted the reel. So the algorithm considers popularity to help find compelling content from a wide array of people and giving everyone a chance to also find their audience. So ultimately, what does this mean for you? The algorithm avoids recommending reels for reasons such as low resolution, watermarked reels, reels that are muted or contain borders, reels that are majority text or reels that focus on political issues. And again, this is straight from Instagram. This is not this is not my opinion or anything like that. Straight from Instagram. Also, make sure that your reels are engaging people enough to get them to watch the reel all the way through. This is really, really, really important. This is how you get your reel to perform well consistently and you get reels to go viral is that people are watching them all the way through and not just, I would say even not just watching them all the way through, but watching them multiple times. Yes, if they watch it multiple times, doesn't count as multiple views, but that's a really good signal to the algorithm that people like that content, right? So that's the goal, not just to hook them with your hook, get them to watch, you know, two, three seconds. You want them to watch the entire thing. And that's also why And I don't think this is like the best tactic that like everyone should do by any means, or this is the only way to go viral. But that is why you do see a lot of people. And I've even have done this and you'll see this oftentimes on my Instagram account. I try not to do it too much, but I do do it every, do do it. (laughs) I do it every once in a while. But that's why you see people who have like three to four second reels. And it's kind of like a, some people say it's like a looping reel, or it might just be a really short reel and there's text on it. And it is the text is long enough that it's going to get people to watch that reel over and over and over again. They might not necessarily even know that they're watching it over and over again, but because the text is so long, they of course want to read that text. So they might watch it, you know, two or three times before they get to the bottom of that text box. And that's really beneficial for you as the creator because that's a good sign to the algorithm. So that's just a little. Uh, I don't really want to say strategy. It's not something that, again, is like the only way for you to go viral or the only way for your content to be successful. Definitely not the case whatsoever. But that being said, that is a way to really play into the algorithm and what it's looking for at the end of the day. So, and that includes your current followers too. So, I mean, we're talking currently about the Reels tab, but your current followers, if they're watching your content from, or they're watching your reel specifically from start to finish, that's a positive sign. You're more likely to show up on the reels tab, on the explore page, and in other places like suggested posts on someone's feed too. Number three, and lastly, in terms of what this means to you is that you want to use audio that other people will also want to use on their reels as well. Now, this doesn't mean that you have to use trending audio. This doesn't mean that you have to, like, this isn't something I would heavily focus on of like, oh my gosh, can I use this audio? Would someone else use this audio? Is someone else going to save this audio? Like, that's not necessarily what I would think about as I go about, you know, choosing the audio for my reel. But that being said, that is a positive signal to the algorithm because it basically is saying that your reel inspired them to go and take action, right? 
And that is another reason why, you know, saves are so powerful, shares are so powerful. Is it's basically getting people to to take action, but it's also telling the algorithm, like, people like this content. They're inspired by this content, which is really powerful. So same exact thing for your audio, too, where if someone is watching your reel and they're like, oh, I really like this audio, they go and tap into the audio, they save it, or they go to use it and they create a reel immediately from it. That's just a positive signal to the algorithm overall. And there are some other things to note about the algorithm. And these aren't necessarily specific to the Reels algorithm or any specific algorithm, but I just wanted to share these. So number one is avoid back-to-back posts to get a better ranking. And I wanted to share this. This is another thing that I actually uncovered while I was digging through, I guess, Instagram articles and all that such to, to put together this episode is that little that little nugget of knowledge is avoid back-to-back posts. And what does that actually mean? Like, what does back-to-back actually mean? I mean, for me personally, the way that I interpret it is like, if you posted at 10 a.m. and then you posted at 11 a.m., to me, that's back-to-back. Does this mean you can't post twice a day? No, definitely not. But... It also said, too, and I should have wrote this down, it said something along the lines that right above this little golden nugget here that I just shared. It said something around along the lines of, like, there's no wrong way to create content, but avoid back-to-back posts <laughs> to get a better ranking is basically what it was. So I think it just comes down to, do we need a high volume of content like so many people out there are saying? This is a conversation I'm going to dive deeper into later on in this series, but I think it's kind of Instagram's way of saying, like, focus on the quality of your content. You know, quantity is important, but it doesn't, you don't need to be posting back to back in order to grow. And especially if you want good ranking, then you don't want to be posting back to back. And another thing to note about the algorithm as well is how often people see your content is based on what they like, comment on, and even how you tag or format your posts. So, straight from Instagram, they said, try these tips to boost yours, to boost yours. Now that I'm reading this, I'm like, I literally copy and pasted this because I want to make sure it's like exact from Instagram, not from Maya, <laughs> but I don't, I don't know what that's actually meaning. Try these tips to boost yours. I don't know. Boost your engagement is probably what it means. It says, play to your audience and their niche, post in popular formats like reels, tag a location. Again, again, that location tag is coming up and invite people to engage. So I really wanted to take this from the perspective of just straight from Instagram because, you know, again, there's just so many misconceptions, so much, I don't want to say wrong information out there, but yeah, kind of wrong information out there. And so I didn't want to input any of my opinions, any of my thoughts of like, oh, you can do this to grow or anything like that. That's going to be later on in the series. I just wanted to give you the straight cold hard facts straight from Instagram This is really what we know about the algorithm. And another reason why I think that this is so important and this conversation is so important, even though this conversation is a little bit dry, like I said, (laughs) not my most favorite thing to talk about. Like this, I guess this sense of the algorithm isn't my most favorite thing to talk about. But I think it's really good for people to know because there is so many things out there, so many pieces of content, so many people who are saying, well, this is happening in the algorithm and, you know, oh, this new change just happened or there's a there's a new something that's happened in the ranking in terms of the algorithm. And I'm like, but how do you know that? Like, 
where is that even coming from? And so I just really want to encourage you to just go straight to the source. Instagram isn't always the best at giving information, but they are getting a lot better. And especially following Adam Mossery on Instagram, he does like a weekly video where he keeps you up to date on what's going on on Instagram, oftentimes talks about new features. He actually even has a great video and I'll link it down in the show notes and you can go check it out. But he has a great video where he explains the algorithm and really, I don't know what he, what his like title for it is, but basically he just is talking about the algorithm running through exactly what I just talked about inside of this episode. But he does give a lot of great information and he does talk about a lot of things that people have questions about on Instagram, on his Instagram account. So that's someone, someone else that I would follow. That's a really great source. The creator's account on Instagram is oftentimes a good source to go to as well. There are a few things that they've posted that I haven't agreed with. They aren't Instagram themselves. Like they're, I think they're like in affiliation with Instagram or something, but you know, they bring on creators. And so there are a few things that I haven't agreed with, but overall, I would say that their information is pretty sound. So following that account is really great on Instagram as well for, you know, just straight to the source information. So if you ever see anything anyone talking about, oh, you know, this happened on on Instagram or this change is happening in the algorithm, I would just go to the sources and go to the facts and really ask yourself, you know, I don't want to say that those people aren't credible sources if they are saying those things, but also like where are they getting their information? Because we only, really truly, we only know so much about the algorithm. And within the last few years, because Instagram has come out with you know, these articles and more information about the algorithm. They've, I think that the article is like shedding light on the Instagram algorithm, which I think is really, really awesome of them and really cool because it gives us more power as creators to actually know what is working, what's not working, what we should be spending our time on and like how the algorithm is actually working. But like Instagram's not coming out with an article every week or every other week or even every month that's giving us an update about what's going on. So that's just something to keep in mind. I mean, the algorithm is always changing. There are multiple algorithms, but at the end of the day, is it worth stressing about, you know, all these small micro changes? No, it's not. Because at the end of the day, no one really knows everything that's happening in the algorithm. All we really know is what Instagram tells us. And so that's just something to be wary of. And I just want to end with the fact that the last big thing that Instagram has really, I guess, let us in on in terms of the algorithm is the original content ranking on Instagram. And I want to say that that came out about six, maybe eight months ago. And it was at the end of 2022, probably, I want to say third quarter of 2022 is when they came out with this. And they basically just announced that original content is going to rank higher in the algorithm than like reposted content. And that's basically the last time that we've heard anything that is like concrete that we know about the algorithm. That's the last thing that we've heard. Yes, we do know things about the algorithm, like I just shared obviously inside of this episode, but with people saying, oh, this is happening on Instagram or this is happening in the algorithm, this change and you should be wary of this or like we don't actually know those things. And so anyways, that's the breakdown on the algorithm. And this is part one of three parts. So next week, we're going to be diving into myths on Instagram. And these are just like common myths. Like, yes, there are common myths that I'm going to be breaking down, but there are also a few things that 
I haven't heard a lot, but also I think are really important for you to know about. So stay tuned on that as well. If this episode has served you in any way, I'd love it if you shared what you've learned, any aha moments that you may have had, or something that you loved, and tag me on Instagram at Maya Nicole. And if you haven't already, hit the subscribe button and leave a five-star review so that we can continue to learn and grow together. Thank you so much for your support. I love you, and I'll talk to you in the next episode.